Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. That is me along with Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew, who just happened to, by the way, witness uh, literally minutes before we went on the air today a potential boating disaster. So, Mike, I hand off to you what exactly just happened there on the waters uh, uh, in Sanford, Florida today. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's uh, it was a testament to the professionalism of the captain of the the Barbara Lee. Uh, super high winds today. Um, the Barbara and, Lee, a paddle boat that what does like uh, day cruises or what casino stuff exactly, or what? Yeah, not casino. It's a yeah. it's a it's a day cruiser, dinner cruiser uh, vessel. Goes out a couple of times a day. It's a hundred and eight feet long. It can carry a couple of hundred people. Okay, they probably have about one hundred and fifty on it right now. All right. But uh, as they uh, entered the harbor here at, at Monroe Harbor, uh, the winds are directly out of the west and gusting uh, pretty pretty high, probably uh, 30, 35 knots. Yeah. And, uh, and So Mike and connects his- for the uh, World of Boating Radio Show, and he tells me, hey, hey, Greg, I'm walking over to the marina. I think, I think they're going to take I think they're going to tank. Uh, we might get a live <laughs> and- sinking on the beginning of the World of Boating today. But that didn't happen. It just came close. Well, that, well that- well, they made their turn, and then the wind blew them away from the dock. And of course, uh, you know, there's sailboats and things on the other side, so they had to do some quick maneuvering. And uh, but they were able to save it and get it yeah. back in. All and, right, uh, really, really good job. Uh, pretty impressive to watch. Well, there you go. Could you see the eyes of the captain? Uh, did he look panicked, or could you see him that close? Yeah, they were pasted to the window. Oh, uh, okay, exactly. <laughs> it's like like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> Yeah. You know, th- yeah, it's think- interesting. I was telling him, I was like, wow, that sounds like uh, my cruise last week. Because, <laughs> you know, I was on this Virgin Voyage cruise ship with uh, some of my diving buddies, and we, we decided to book this trip uh, from Miami to go over to Bimini for a day in the Bahamas. And we had a great time, but the main reason of going on this cruise ship was to get to Bimini. And when we went over to Bimini that day, we had the same problem with the winds. And uh, they have this dock on the north end of Bimini that's, uh, you know, it's fairly long and narrow and stuff. And it was a beautiful day, but it was it was very windy. And sure enough, the captain comes on the speaker and says, uh, sorry to inform you, but we can't get in right now. We're going to try again a few hours later because the winds are too high and we, you know, we take safety, you know, uh, paramount here at Virgin Voyages. And I was like, all right, well, that, that kind of blows, literally. And uh, sure enough, they tried back a few hours later, and I was actually on the 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 stern of the boat watching them back into the dock, and I could see them working the bow thrusters and, and you know trying to straighten the uh, this Virgin Voyage cruise ship, the Scarlet Lady, and kind of move her butt right into the docks, you know. And 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 sure enough, I saw, the bow thrusters are going like nuts. I'm like, uh oh, this isn't a good sign. And then all of a sudden, you see the bow thrusters stop working. And uh, and it, it resorted to the main engines, which meant we were moving away from the docks. And I'm like, oh, oh crap. No. 
uh, we're not going to Bimini at all. And sure enough, that was the case. He came on about a minute or two later and said, oh, I tried, but I couldn't do it. So I don't know. As a captain, Patrick, when you admit a defeat like that, do you think the uh, captain felt uh, diminished in any sense that he couldn't perform uh, as well as he would have liked to for his passengers on a cruise ship like that? Or do you think, eh, you know, it is what it is? I don't know. What do you think from a captain's perspective? Uh, I think he's perfectly fine with that decision, made the decision. And the thing is to get the boat in safely, get the crew passengers off safely yeah, and not have a repeat of the Costa Concordia. Well, there's that. Yes. I'm sure that might've, maybe that was going through his mind. So I don't, I don't, I don't think any, any captain in his right mind would feel less of a captain in making a decision that can't do it. I I've been in those instances, obviously not in a ship like that, but I've been the point where I've been with new $1.4 million yachts out on the water mm-hmm. and I'm bringing them into a new marina I'm not familiar with. Winds are kicking in and even with uh, whether it's IPS in conjunction with a bow thruster or the Zeus pods, and yeah. again, in conjunction with a bow thruster, you're looking at the flags, the pennants to see which way the wind is. It's swirling. Is it steady on? Uh, you're looking at the current. You're looking at water swirling around. I mean, is it swirling? Is it moving? Or is it roiling up against the pilings? And then you as whether you're a captain or you're, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, a captain, just somebody who's at the helm of a particular boat, you've got to make that decision. Is this safe for me to do? Uh, I don't want to damage the boat. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Right. And is there a better alternative? And there were times where I had to make the call into the marina and say, can't come in. Oh, we'll send some people out. Nope. You've got concrete docks, concrete pilings, uh, kind of like a particular marina out in Cape Canaveral, uh, mm. Port Canaveral that I won't, I won't mention. Uh, and you request the T head, you know, I need a spot on the T head or I'll come into the fuel dock until at such time as the wind lays down and I feel safe maneuvering the boat. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's, uh, what happened, but I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the, uh, and the helm of the Virgin Voyage cruise ship, the Scarlet Lady, and and it's just listening to see if there's was any cursing. Like, Dad, got it. Ah. If you had had a VHF portable radio, you could have heard that. Well, maybe, I, maybe. I, I, doubt, you, I doubt there was. I doubt there was cursing. I mean, it, it's it's all professional. This is yeah. these are this is like Greg from a pilot standpoint, bringing in an aircraft on a high wind situation. You got crosswinds on the runway, right? You know, and you don't hear the pilots cursing at each other you know as they come in you might calm, want to check their cool. shorts though and that would calm, be a good uh, calm cool collected by the yeah. numbers and there are times with pilots where they have to abort yeah. and do a go around right or true. or especially i know high winds are a thing over in england at, at what gatwick and uh mm-hmm. that and, you know they got to divert to another airport that yeah. happens as well so it's all in the in the terms of safety but the big question is this was a uh cruise ship owned by sir richard branson right his correct company. yeah his brand new boat's how, been how sailing com- a year or so maybe scarlet how Lady. come how come he didn't have like um super uh, bow thrusters that would well, never get through thr- anything or, or yeah. ro- rocket rocket ejection pods exactly get- <laughs> it could have just I mean, jettisoned uh, over to bimini well, from the top but- deck of the boat or something yeah i don't know i mean you know i'll tell you the weather like i said it was windy and there were some white caps out in the uh 
you know, the the main channel and stuff. But when we got close to Benny, it looked fairly, you know, like it had calmed down. But the wind was still strong. But it oh, was they- sunny. It was beautiful. And uh, I know I'm not alone uh, with the other people on the boat that were like, wait a minute. Why are we going to the boat? Why, why, why are we going to Bahamas? Come on. So, I mean, and they should, they, they should have given you guys some of those like bat wing suits and launched you out of like some, uh, uh they uh, gave us a 45, canyon. they gave us a $45 credit at the bar and that did just fine. <laughs> it worked. But that, that was what about one drink? Uh, no, uh, actually their, their prices are, are pretty economical for their drinks and stuff. The way they got it structured there on Virgin Voyages. I, I was actually, you know, despite the fact we got blown out in Bimini and couldn't get in there, uh, the cruise itself was spectacular. It was awesome. Beautiful vessel, very high tech, even though maybe, I don't know. I, I don't really know the story on the bow thruster thing, but obviously they probably needed a little bit more juice in those things to be able to navigate the winds that we had that day. Uh, but, they could, you know, they could have been in an area where it was shoaling up and, it, and right. using a bow thruster. Now you're you're blowing a bunch of sand and yeah, stuff, it so it might been, not have been safe to do so. I, yeah, I, we don't know all the deets uh, on that for sure, but uh, but it was... Uh, it was a great trip, regardless, and so much so we booked another one for October. <laughs> so of before we, of before course, we even got off the boat, the we booked year. another one. What's that's that? The windiest, that's one of the windiest times of October? the year down here. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. wrong. Oh is, yeah, no, November and December is when it really no, kicks October, in. October, well, beginning of October. Busy. September yeah. is like the best month in the, of the year to actually yes, it for, is for low winds throughout the Caribbean, and so we're right. still kind of on the and that's that's the most expensive. What do you mean it's the most expensive? September. When you go in August and September, when the weather's gorgeous out on the uh, Caribbean, that's when the prices go up. They start to drop as the cold fronts come in. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, I think you got that backwards. That's not correct, okay. is it? All right. Have you heard that, Patrick? I mean, September's like the slowest time in the year for the Caribbean. Now I'm thinking from dive operators, Barry. Well, maybe from the, because it's so warm out. It's yeah. Possible, well, the, the winds are low. Kids are back and you know going back to school, so it's after summer. So uh, they, you know, September's like the uh, Florida resident uh, time to get out there and enjoy the waterways of Florida and the Caribbean. Patrick, do you like do you how do you like how Greg asked me a question and then just steamrolls right on by? It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Jump on board and you can answer what? <laughs> what do you think? Is that true or not? I thought uh, Barry that was is one hundred percent correct. You are wrong. Prices go up in September in the Caribbean. That's what you're saying. Yeah, because you're also coming to the end of hurricane season. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe. But what are I the prices? Know. What are the prices at the hotels in the well? Keys, there's entire the summer versus the winter. Uh, there's a uh, you know operations dive operations in September closed down for the entire month because it's slow. Uh, you know that's from a diver's perspective. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe we're both a little right. We'll leave it at that for now. More coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast we now return to night boat the crime solving boat faster night boat we gotta catch those starfish poachers you don't have to yell michael i'm all around you Oh, no, they're headed for land. We'll never catch them now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, night boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. I was young, I was dry, but to sail I would go. One hour on the water, I was soaked down below. Though I tried, I couldn't hide from my mother's piercing view. But all she would say was, a big boy like you. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. Get a little pissed Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounded out the crew. All right, I just Googled it. So high season for the Caribbean, Florida, uh, is mid-December through April. And then so September, as I thought, is pretty much a a low month, one of the best uh, times of the year to go and get good deals in the Caribbean. And, and I think that applies to the Keys, too. So all right, I'm, I'm not You're sure. You're correct. You are the winner. Well, I'm not. No, I'm not trying to claim victory. I'm just trying to make sure we get it, uh, the information out there correctly, Barry. Okay. That's well, all. that I'll, I'll you, you were basing that at what on hotel rates or something that no, you've seen on, on or the what? weather. Uh, on the weather, the on weather is so much nice that you oh, just it is. said it during the summer. It's flat seas, right? You can go across. Guaranteed. I guarantee you don't chuck on this ship, did yeah. you? 
Well, like I said, I, I've said this for years, especially on our Scuba Radio show, that September, the month of September, is the Florida Divers Paradise month to do, go diving in Florida and the Caribbean. Because, you know, a lot of the tourists can't travel that month because they may have kids and got to go back to school. So if you have a little bit more flexibility or you're in Florida, it's a great time to go because the crowds are less and you have, uh, you know, the reefs and stuff. Uh, to yourself and i I would imagine that play applies to to boating somewhat too but you know who knows so there you go there there that's all we know for now um all right so uh and and by the way i would give uh the scarlet lady virgin voyages despite the fact we didn't get to go to the bahamas and that was the main reason of our trip i'd still give it two thumbs up I mean, it was was worth going, and we loved it so much, we booked another one, like I said, for October. So feel free to uh, take that for what it's worth. May may not be nothing. May not be worth squat, depending on how you feel about my uh, ratings and things. Is uh, it? Are you going on the ship to try to dive Vimity? Yeah, yeah, we're going back, and this time uh, it'll – but we enjoyed the food and everything else that was associated with it. It was like, hey, this is a great platform to – to go uh, dive in Bimini, so we're going to give it another shot. I mean, why you don't know. you just uh, go on? Aren't there any more uh, one day cruises that go over to Bimini now? Yeah, not, not that have that many bars and restaurants and other extraneous <sighs> activities that you can do. You're on going your there to center. dive. Well, I mean, you got to get there. Might as well enjoy the journey. So, <laughs> I think this would be a good venue for a strategic planning session for World of Boats. I, I, well, there you go for the See? staff. That's yeah. I, I would agree. I, I bet you All guys would have paid, liked this, right? Uh, not exactly. No, it'd be a it'd be B Y O B. Bring your own booty. They give you sailor booty to spend on the boat. Just so we're clear, don't want to give Barry the wrong idea. Thank so, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll see. But you guys are welcome to go too. Uh, Patrick, what else do we got to navigate through on the uh, world of boating? Uh, news and information sec- uh, sector today. What do you think? Oh, you mean real boat news? Well, a little. I mean that, that counts. What we just did. No, but one not. and two. But moving on. Yeah, we are coming into a very exciting time in boat manufacturing, Greg. Mm-hmm. How so? Why? Uh, thank you for asking. I thought you never would. Um, model changeover. Mm, okay. So model year change uh, is fast approaching. So the 2022 model year will end. The 2023 will begin. Uh, There are boat manufacturers. This is when you see maybe some beloved models that are going to go out of production. Some new models that are going to be offered. uh, Updates to existing models. What is this date? Is this an actual date or just a range uh, in the year that they uh, announce this stuff? The switch over. It is a specific time of the year, not a specific date. Okay. So it's just, what, the middle of April kind of thing, or that's generally what we're talking no. about? Well, what May, is June. Oh, May, May June. Oh, May June. Okay. So that's May why June. I said we're, we're, we're approaching. Okay. okay. All right. And the, the manufacturer that I work for will be discontinuing no less than five models. Wow. Wow. That uh, seems like a lot. Why? Um, well, one has been in production for probably about 15 years Hmm. um it's it's undergone a lot of updates and things like that over the years i mean from the era of analog gauges to uh, the current uh garment screens uh other models that have just kind of reached their end of 
what we feel is their 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 production value. Uh, so those uh, there's models there that'll be going out. There'll be new models that are coming in. Um, this is when you'll again manufacturers will unveil new options, new colors, new fabrics, possibly some redesign uh, beyond just aesthetics to existing models. So if you have a a preferred or favorite manufacturer, or you're starting to look and you're thinking about ordering a boat um, for the 2023 model year, I know those those production slots are filling up uh, pretty quickly, and uh, it'd be a time if you again you're looking at 2023, you might want to wait to check those manufacturers' websites to see what's new that they're going to have. Because mm-hmm. and there's nothing like a fire sale on last year's boats boat models because they're all gone anyway, right? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna have any problem. Uh, most for the manufacturer I work for, everything for the 2022 model year was already committed. Uh, most of which was already sold, um, not just to the dealers, but the dealers to their customers. So at this point, they're just waiting to take delivery as we approach the end of the 2022 model year. And then you've got buyers out there that have put deposits down. And are waiting for their 2023 models. Yep, Barry the boater. What say you? Do, do you see a um, do you, when you see a model that's been out for 15 years? You say, is it that you just see sales start to drop on that model, or less and less people are looking at it? And you're saying, well, this one's falling out of favor. Or 15 or is it- years is enough. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, if you if you have something that is that popular, and then you refine it every year till you get it till it's almost perfect or perfect. Why get rid of it other than maybe people have gotten tired of well, you, that particular you, thing? You, you've got some things working against you there. I mean, one is uh, how popular will it remain? Um, two is the lifespan of the molds. Hmm. Now, the molds, oh. um, as long as they're properly maintained, you really don't have an issue. Where, the, where, the, where you tend to start to have problems with is with non-skid. So... Over the course of 10 years, 15 years, as molds get used and they get damaged and repaired, eventually you get to a point where it's just not viable. Yeah, and they get black. Yeah, black mold, ooh, red flag. More coming up. Stay close. Uh... You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, Mike, the mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, so if you have your eyes on a new boat, just keep in mind, May and June are the model year switchovers. Uh, I would imagine there's no manufacturer out there trying to sell you an old one or whatever. But if you're, you know, you you, you want to get, uh, if, you're, if you're putting down your money on a new one now, it needs to be a 2023. Other, I mean, yeah, because, pretty much. I mean, yeah. worldwide, worldwide inventory for both manufacturers um, 22 models they're gone are, it, 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 yeah it's it's it, it'd be a rare instance i think earlier this year we had i want to say 23 boats available worldwide yeah. mm-hmm. you know that had hadn't been committed or sold um so that's that's historically low and the lifespan of a boat you know in production you know there are boats that um the company that I, I work for have had had been in production. Um, by the way, 
today, April 9th, mm-hmm. um, is an anniversary date. Of? 36 years ago, I started working for that particular company. Wow. That? that makes you 60. Come on, do the math. Yeah, no, except, congrats, except I started, I started there when I was <laughs> what a teenager. What is four? Oh, started, okay. Yeah, that's right. They brought him in a stroller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I did start there as a teenager. So, uh, child labor law. <laughs> that's all right. We, there were no such thing back then, Mike. <laughs> yeah, they had horse and buggy. Okay. Uh, but there, there are models that the company produced that I think if they had the molds today would still sell. They were, they were very popular boats, mm-hmm. um, still aesthetically with changes in uh, design would still hold up today. And, uh, but everything, you know, eventually reaches the end of its lifespan. And with that one particular model, um, it's an entry level boat and, you know, manufacturers, especially in the market, they're going to look at, all right, you know, maintaining the mold, we're not going to build new molds, so on and so forth. So, and that particular boat is not offered as an outboard. It's a, it's an inboard outboard only. And we all know the way the market has shifted. So is it viable to continue to produce that boat or do we move in another direction? They're moving in another direction. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, onward and upward. And uh, maybe they'll keep uh, Patrick employed for another 34 years. We wish him the best with that. More coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You know, this might be the thing. A boat. Is it hard to take care of a boat? Not a little boat like this. And you have to have your license and you have to... No, nothing. It's like a slide whistle. Anyone could buy one. Oh, the bones will rise with the sleep still in their eyes And they'll jerk from the beds and think they're dreaming But they'll pitch themselves and squeal and they'll know that it's for real The hour when the ship comes in this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, so um, we got a few other stories to navigate yeah, through. So what do we got, Patrick? Well, speaking of new boats and things like that, there are some boaters down in Jupiter, Florida, that may be uh, looking <laughs> for a newer boat. Um, and this story, especially the video that was shot on cell phone, uh, went viral, as they say uh, in current uh, jargon. Mm. Um, but I think it went it went viral for all the wrong reasons. Um, we know that uh, the past uh, month or so, there there have been some issues with some drawbridges in Florida, usually because of the drawbridge operator. In one particular case, um, in this one, there's cell phone video of a pontoon boat underneath the Cato drawbridge in Jupiter, Florida. Okay. Now the, uh, uh, passengers and, and the, the driver of the boat decided to get under the bridge to get out of the weather. Uh, unfortunately they decided to get, uh, tied up under the bridge in an area where no less than three signs are posted. Yeah, say, don't do that. Authorized <laughs> personnel only, uh, danger, moving machinery, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so on and so forth. So the video shows the drawbridge raising. And if you know how drawbridges operate, one end goes up, 
something's got to come down. And the part that comes down, of course, is on the underside that you don't see. And it looks mm-hmm. like almost like a huge counterweight. Yeah. And it comes in contact with the top of this pontoon boat near mm-hmm. people starting to spray and jump into water. And then they get back on the boat. Then they jump into water again. And, <laughs> but it's like all the news headlines are boat gets crushed by drawbridge. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, that's that's it's what happened. But that's really not what happened. Well, yeah, you know? the roof. It's really just the yeah. roof got damaged. Well, well it was a pontoon no, boat, so not not no, not so, even that, Barry. That's it, yeah. it, it. What it is is these people willingly chose to ignore. Oh yeah, the posted signs right. and put themselves in mortal danger, <laughs> and then make this big production out of. And then there's you know the news crews are out there, and are apparently mm-hmm. this drawbridge where it is, people hang out and watch boats going under it and stuff like that. It's just one of those things to do down in Jupiter because nothing else is that, going on down there. Yeah, Mike, um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you should never, ever be uh, moored or tied to a bridge or to a channel marker or anything like that. Several years ago, I was over in uh, Mosquito Lagoon. Uh, we were actually shrimping, so we were there at night. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And one of the other boats that was out there shrimping, not with us, but they were out there in that area, they decided to anchor in the middle of the channel, uh, and a barge came through, hmm. and uh, they almost didn't make it. Yeah. So, I mean, you really have to be aware of your surroundings. Well, and, th- uh, this is uh, pretty obvious that uh, it's probably not the ideal anchoring spot, let alone uh, mooring up to it if it has all the signs. I mean, if they wanted to get out of the rain or wind or whatever, uh, yeah, it doesn't, uh, like in a warning Sign, you know, alarm go off though they're, when they're, they're doing the drawbridges, bridges and stuff too. That would seems like it would have had time to get yeah. out of the way. Yeah, uh, they, they, well. were, they were they were tied up. You know, on under the drawbridges, you have these catwalks, right? Uh, yeah, to help they, keep boats from bouncing into the pilings that are part of the bridge. Yeah, so but, they tied to that. That's why they couldn't get away. Oh, hey, here, okay. here's here's the thing. It's situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Every bridge, when they go up, there's either a, a, a bell or a horn. horn right. And that, it probably went off. And these people on this boat probably didn't even know what that meant. Good point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But they quickly found out what it meant. Which is probably. even scarier because they are boaters. And, it, and there are signs posted, do not stay underneath this bridge. FWC, the Coast Guard, they will have a long talk with you if they mm-hmm. see you under a bridge. They don't know what you're doing under the bridge, and it scares them. Yeah, but now they're well, YouTube it, stars. So, well, for all the wrong reasons again. Right. And part part of this is the news organizations. I mean, this was really they could have used this as a teachable moment, with, as we do with this show. Yeah, to create a teachable moment mm-hmm. and what not to do. Instead, they're trying to interview the per the bridge operator, and you know, when a boat is under a bridge, does the bridge tender look under there first to see? If there's a boat there, no. You know why? Because it's posted no less than three times. You shouldn't be here. Right. You know, it's not. It's not. But wait a minute. Hold- wait, let me play devil's advocate just a little bit on that one. Uh-huh. What else are they doing? Wouldn't you think before they press the button to raise the bridge, they maybe take a glance at a camera or something before they Well, do that's that? the whole thing. No one knows that there were cameras there. Now, well, as I mean, far as the top side of the bridge yeah. is concerned yeah you want to make sure there's not a car they want to make sure there's not a car or pedestrian and they, yeah. they, they are they, they are not issue. hanging over the side of the bridge looking underneath to see if anybody's there right okay they and if they were going the, to assume that people can read these very large posted signs mm-hmm. 
And if they choose to be in that area, moored up, and the bridge opens, then you know what? They're asking it's on for them. It. It's not on the bridge operator yeah. or the person who designed the bridge or the city of Jupiter, Florida. And I would never put that. Uh, that I'm sure some lawyers have got their eyes on. Right. But I would never put the blame on the operator either. But I'm just wondering. It is kind of, you know, like it seems like it wouldn't be much for them to check that before they do it. But whatever. If, if, I mean, still wait, not saying wait, that. It is because it's not under the main channel. You would have to right. walk down the bridge, get to the other side of the support, climb down and look under the bridge and say, you. Get out. We're waiting. And meanwhile, you've got, they're opening the bridge for a reason. You've got a, a large boat or a yacht coming through mm-hmm. that in those narrow waterways might be a little hard to maintain position. So you want the bridge open. You want minimal disruption. Get the craft on its way. Get the bridge yeah. back down. Get traffic moving again. But shouldn't they have cameras on those, honestly, even, even well, for that I'd- point? You know, when the boats are coming through the channel, once the bridge is raised, if a boat is having an issue, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee that cameras are going to be operable all the time. No, I agree. Everything. So you have, you have to rely on part of what Mike said, situational awareness, common sense, (laughs) and the ability to read. Yes. Barry, the most most important thing is that if you're going down the middle of the channel under a bridge, it doesn't matter whether it's opening or closing. It's not going to bother your boat. These people were over at an area that was restricted, that was authorized. Don't go here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they chose well, to go here. End of yeah. story. Whether there were it, cameras, whether there was barbed wire, it didn't matter. They chose to do this and they paid for it. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Mike. But, but I, I will I will say this. So I, I deal with a few bridges uh, here locally. I have to call them. They have to raise when I go through, mm-hmm. and they handle each one of them handles things a different way. One of the bridges I call, uh, if I don't call them, they don't talk to me. If the bridge is up, I go through. It's a railroad bridge. Yeah, <laughs> but, but 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 there's another one. There's another one. That What's so funny? Approach, Wait, hold on, hold on. What's well, so f- hold on, hold on. When I call, let, let me finish. When, when I call, um, he he uh, he acknowledges. He tells me when he's going to open, mm-hmm. and then he does an announcement uh, over the radio to tell other vessels to stay clear of the bunkers as as uh, the bridge raises. Right. Uh, he goes through great pains to make sure no boats are in the area. Mm-hmm. Then he raises the bridge. I go through, and yeah. then he closes it, and he says the bridge is lower. And he does he he does everything. Now I go to the next bridge down uh, uh, down the the way about they don't follow that same protocol i guess they don't follow the same protocol Mm -hmm. so so every bridge handles things a little bit differently yeah i mean maybe there's some room for some improvement in that regard so but what was so funny then patrick because because i knew exactly which bridge mike was talking about yeah because that that railroad bridge it may be the same person i doubt it but they have operated the same way i've been boating in that area since Oh, well, so is that good 90s. or bad? It's bad. Okay. But I, I know this. If there's a train within like 10 miles of that bridge, they will not open it. They, you'll, you'll have to sit there. You're holding position. You're waiting. That's where you see boats out and that. They're just kind of milling around. Unless right. They've got, you know, joystick uh, waiting for the bridge to open. But they are not, <laughs> they are not big on conversation. Is the other one up at uh, around uh, Highway 44, Mike? Yeah, those guys are yeah. great. Highway yeah. 44 bridge, fantastic. Uh, Always you know. have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I you mean, I, maybe there's some room for some uh, improvement or standardization on how the, the yeah for the operators. railroad bridge would be like you know what the why do we even have this bridge here anymore? It it should I mean, don't you think they you know get some get some uh, go ahead and time to rebuild that thing or well no, I mean it's a railroad bridge so they can't elevate it so it's always going to be at that elevation that bridge has been there since uh, probably the no they they can they can elevate it there's one over I ninety five of the new river yeah. they elevated it. or make it jump make it jump over from one track to the other that would look even cooler make for a great movie more coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast guys we have a situation i broke the bathroom how the heck did you manage to do that we ran out of teepee, so I had to use my shirt. Ew. Ew. Well, long story short, turns out that pipes on the boat are not BPT compatible. It can handle tidal waves that the stories talk about. And it can weather any storm. Come aboard, we're going out. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew. All right, so... um. 
We we have uh, just a few more minutes before we head back to back to dock and drop off our passengers for another week of the latest news and information. What else do we have to share there, uh, Patrick? What do you think? I'm going to throw it to Barry real quick. Uh-oh. Okay. God help All us. All right. Uh, here we go. April 22nd to 24th at Marina Jackson, Sarasota, Florida, is the Suncoast Boat Show. If you want to go to another boat show, it's going to be in Sarasota, Florida. It starts mm-hmm. Friday, April 22nd, and goes through... Uh, Sunday, April 24th. If you buy tickets online, you could win a Hobie Mirage iTrek 9 Ultralight, which looks like a kayak with a seat and pedals on it that I guess you pedal. Okay. So if you want to go to a nice Well, you know, that's, show, a, uh, that's an Amish area, the com- country, so I don't know if that ties Sarasota? in or not. Sarasota? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Oh, oh yeah. Don't, don't, yeah I thought don't, that was a retiree started. place. Oh. Okay, okay. It, it's both. It's retirees in Sarasota. There's also a big Amish community there. They may they oh. have great Amish restaurants. It's uh, really nice. And so okay. maybe that goes into why they are doing the pedaling boat, though. <laughs> See, Greg, Greg keeps confusing <laughs> omelet and Amish. Wrong! They have oh, great he, omelet restaurants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, well. Yeah, lots of breakfast diners. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <There> <laughs> Man. Um, yeah, Marina Jacks, home of the high volume fuel pump at the dock. Oh my god, hold on the to that thing what? with two hands. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, man. I that, dealt that, with that last week or two yeah, weeks ago. It, that, yeah. that is, and I'll tell you, with, with the with the EPA compliant fuel tanks, with the trap doors at the fuel neck down at the tank, with the internal venting on the tanks, with the charcoal canisters on the vent lines, you are trying to exchange air volume for liquid volume and those tanks just can't vent fast enough especially at those high flow pumps man so these uh, are these, these are nascar style pumps it, yeah no Nelly. if you don't do it correctly the trap door releases and you disappear for eternity or something is that how it is <laughs> now is this for gasoline or diesel you're talking about gasoline right mm. for for gas patrick yeah, yeah gas. but, okay. but e- right. either marina's out in the cape canaveral area with the diesel that uh when we were building the 53 and that thing took 500 gallons uh that thing again about like to blow that you know nozzle out of your hands if you weren't holding on with both hmm. uh, so yeah uh marina jackson is a great location though um fun place to be fun place to go out and do some boating and possibly see a boat show um or the amish of- Speaking of uh, boat shows and boats and selling boats, if you've got a used boat or you've got your boat and you're looking to sell it and you're going to go with a uh, a boat dealer or repair shop that's offered to take it in on consignment, or if you're looking to buy a boat and you're going to buy one of these boats that's on consignment at a uh, establishment such as that, know who you're doing business with. Uh, apparently, going back at least five years ago, the owner of Gulf Coast Boat Sales and Beach Cat LLC have been arrested on fraud and money laundering charges, hmm. uh, all, all stemming from taking boats on consignment, uh, selling the boats, not providing titles to the... Again, I will never understand if you're paying for that boat in full, you know, how, where, where's the title? Where's the title? Let me see. Even if you're not paying for it in full, where's the title? Let me see the title. I, you know, let's go down to the uh, the tag office. Let's let's yeah. do everything. And if they're saying that's, no, I mean, you need to walk away because uh, you're going to wind up with 
a big, big problem. And if you're putting Mm -hmm. your boat up for sale with one of these establishments, again, do a little bit of research. You know, uh, they got this thing nowadays. It's called the Internet. Uh, Great source of information, especially in in researching stuff like that. Know who you're doing business with. And are there any problems with them? Talk to people that have put their boats for sale with these establishments. And what were their experiences? Make a few phone calls. You know, I mean, that, that cell phone that you're carrying is actually good for voice communication. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be a roll of the dice, and you don't want to wind up like being a story on the world of boating. Yeah, where you're you're left with a boat that legally you don't own that you've paid for, or the boat that you had paid for in full. You now have nothing to show for it because it's been sold. It's in another state, possibly in another country, Hmm. and these people, yeah, they're gonna they get arrested, they get bought up on trial. There's not going to be any restitution. You're not going to see any of that money. So just buyer slash seller, be aware of whom you're doing business with. Mike, what say you? I I agree. I mean, you've got to find someone you trust. I, I mean, I, I I've teamed up with with, with a with a particular boat broker that uh, the last three boats I've bought and sold my boats through him, and uh, had him actually do the search for the boat that 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 I currently own. I trust him. He, he, he tells it like it is. Um, but the thing that drives me crazy, and I just don't understand these people that, that are, that are doing the ripping off the, the, the people that are, you know, open up these, you know, organizations, companies and, and, and they just start ripping people off. And how do they think they're going to get away with that? It just. Barry, care to no elaborate? Uh, I have no uh, comment. No on comment. That. Okay. <laughs> And we kid. He's not one of those. Well, we, because we don't the authorities think. will, authorities <laughs> will tell you, you it's, it's a you civil can. case. It's not a criminal case. That's how they get away with right. it. Right. And uh, his uh, answer but is it no. Is. His, uh, there is a proper way to launder money. Well, just a proper oh. way. Barry's answer is no admission of guilt. Let's just leave it That's on that right. note. <laughs> Until next week, remember, whether it's sale or motor, life, life is, is better, better as, as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.